everyone. Uh, Stephanie here, and welcome to this week's episode of Serial Killers Cafe. I'm here with my co-host, Ariel. Hey, guys. And we are here to talk about William Bonin, also known as the Freeway Killer. Uh, William Bonin had, they say, between 14 and 44 victims, uh, was only actually convicted of 14 murders, which we'll obviously get into. And he currently um, is not alive, thankfully, and you'll understand why. (laughs) He was executed by lethal injection in February of 1996. And if I'm not mistaken, he was the first serial killer in California to be uh, injected with lethal injection, like using the death penalty, basically. R.I.P. And all of his crimes took place in California. Um, So without further ado, I will pass this over to Ariel to get started on his early life. All right. So the lovely William Bonin. Uh, He basically just had a terrible life right from day one. His parents were alcoholics. uh, His grandfather was a known sex offender. And his mom apparently felt that bingo uh, was her life calling. Mm, And was way more important important, uh, than taking care of her kids. So she said, you know what? I think I should leave them with my sex offender father. And, like, that should work out great. And he wasn't just, like, a sex offender, guys. He was, like, a serial rapist offender like right of young boys yes like serial predator right so bonin and his brother spent most of their time with their child molester grandfather uh and it turns out that the mother finally kind of got with it a little bit and was like maybe this isn't great for my kids you know what i should do instead light bulb (laughs) orphanage bam bingo my call (laughs) right So, again, still really obsessed with the bingo and felt the need to just drop her kids off at an orphanage uh, where William ended up staying until he was about nine. And his first running with the police is actually when he is uh, 10 years old, first stealing a car. This is how he ends up in a juvenile detention center. Uh, So it was stealing a car and other minor crimes that kind of got him in there. But this is also where he kind of just really the whole rape and murder aspect of his life kind of really started to get going um, because he apparently was approached by a fellow inmate. Is that considered an inmate when they're kids? I guess. I think still an inmate. Yeah. Uh, who basically was like, hey, you want to have sex? And William said, yes, but. <laughs> but. But. Stipulation. Only if you tie me up. Yeah. So apparently, like, I don't know if it has to do with him being molested as a child or what the deal is, but he kind of just had a really warped view of sex, like, right from the beginning. Definitely has to be that. And I think that there also, it should be noted that there is a good chunk of his time in the orphanage and even his childhood that he refused to speak about. Like, he would go into grave detail about what he did to his victims and everyone that he killed and stuff like that. But when they were like, okay, well, what about when you were a kid? And he was like, nah, fuck you. So I'm definitely assuming there was other... He might have agreed to some things, but maybe not, or agreed to some things and it escalated to right. things he hadn't agreed to, just because there are, that's almost like a known, uh, like, wording on every single thing we read uh, that yes. stated basically that he refused, like, blatantly, like, they'd be right. like, okay, so when you were a kid, and he'd be like, hm, bye. Yeah, not <laughs> doing so this. So, definitely. Uh, and it does seem like, really, everywhere he went, there was child molesters. Yeah. And it, I don't he really wasn't set up for success in life. No, I mean, not at all. I mean, not that I want to say, hey, you know. Right. Doesn't make it okay. However, like this poor kid, let me tell you, because even uh, it states in one of the articles I read that when he was in the juvenile detention, one of the counselors there was yeah. molesting him. 
So really, he just he just didn't have a good setup here at all. Uh, so he spent like four years in there. And at that point, uh, when he was released, his parents relocated to California. And then, as we say in the beginning, that's where all of his crimes kind of took place. Yes, for sure. And he definitely went... So when he first started his crimes, and we will jump into his specific victims, but when he first started his crimes, he really was just um, focusing on, like, rape and molestation. And actually, his little brother was his first victim. Oh, God. Um, and... Even his mom, so they stated that his mom actually knew it was going on and just was like, bingo, gotta stick with bingo. <laughs> Sorry, so, make no money. Yeah, so he didn't really do, um, so nothing was done, obviously, to help either of them in that situation. And obviously, as we've stated, it did not get better for him. Um, it's not like he found some great figure to nope. direct him on the right path. So a majority of his victims in the beginning, though, were... Like, he didn't become a serial killer right away, I guess is what I should say. Right, exactly. He was a serial rapist and child predator for a long time. And then I think one day it was just like, you know what also would be really spicing things up? Killing him. Murder. Yep. So Uh, so he actually spent a little bit of time in the military. uh, And so he was honorably discharged. However, once he was discharged, the army was notified by, like, five different people that he either attempted to or raped. Like, and these are adults. So he had kind of moved up a little bit to adults. Um, So then shortly after leaving the army, this would be in 1969, he was accused of sexual abuse of five young boys and this is in LA um so while he was convicted he wasn't convicted of rape or sexual abuse he's he was convicted of mentally disordered sex offender I had never heard of this me either um I'm assuming it just means like he was crazy and couldn't control his need to sexually offend I don't know um but he didn't actually go to jail which this, I don't know, I kind of go back and forth on. Do you feel like he should have gone to prison? Do you feel like going to the hospital? I don't know. He ended up going to a psychiatric hospital for five years. For pleading insanity. Right, but obviously... And the thing is, the problem is, like, he is insane. Like, he does have problems. Right. But I feel like at this point, he's just so far gone that he just had such a bad upbringing up until this point anyway. Right. It's not like I feel like putting him in a mental hospital would have made him right. reformed or changed. But I don't, a jail wouldn't have done that either. So I really don't know if there was like a right, right. or wrong call in that situation. I think they probably were like, well, he was in the army, he was young, and it's not like they probably had some extensive knowledge of his past. Right. Where they'd be like, oh, well, you know, this probably isn't the way to do it. So after five years spent in this hospital, uh, he was obviously they're trying to help him reform. He saw several therapists, um, didn't seem to do that much for him, though. Uh, So he was released and put on probation for five years. However, very shortly after his release, he abducted and raped a 14 year old boy, David McVicker. Uh, So he actually this would have been his first murder. However, after the rape, he was trying to choke david uh with his own t-shirt and david kept trying to scream out and apparently uh bonin felt bad maybe had a little bit of remorse something and he apologized for choking him so like that was super nice he's <laughs> like <laughs> so, so i know for- i just totally raped you and i don't apologize for that so don't get me wrong <laughs> uh but death didn't mean to strangle you uh and he was able to escape yeah, but, that was pretty um, crazy. Yeah, so he was the only one not to be killed. However, he did go to the police, and at that point, uh, Bonin was convicted of lewd and lascivious behavior and spent three years in jail. 
He's really so, living his best life. Yeah, he's like... He's really uh, something else. He's really... He's having a hard time with this whole life thing. Uh, so he's released in 1978. Um, despite being convicted of rape and kidnapping, they're like, you know what? We're going to give you a second chance. I mean, we, as we know, all serial killers seem to get second chances. <laughs> and third and fourth and fifth and sixth. Like, he's like, well, I've only been arrested 15 times. So 16th the charm? Or right. Like, unsure. Um, but so ready for this. So he gets, a, he gets arrested, uh, spends the three years in jail. He gets released in 1978. So once he is released from jail... Uh, he actually gets caught trying to rape a 17-year-old. Uh, but, ready for this? His records are mixed up. There's some sort of miscommunication. And they let him go, not knowing that he's already been convicted and spent jail time for similar offenses. They let him go, and they're like, just come back for your court date. Well, obvi. He's like, yeah, sure, see you then. Bye. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and Shocker doesn't show up. So, this is at the point where he was like, you know what? I should probably just start killing victims. He's like, really not working out for me. Which, again, this is also a common serial killer thing. The only reason they even start killing their victims is because one of them, like, tries to turn them in. And they're like, maybe murder should have been right. the way I went the first time. Like, <laughs> we, yeah, we see this a lot. It's pretty common. It's very, and it's uh, very casual. Like, oh, yeah. And it's a lot of like, oh, you didn't like that? All right, well, have a great day. Like, what? I I don't understand. It's really strange. It is very strange. Maybe you have to be a serial killer to get I think it's that, it goes back to that confidence thing of being a serial killer or having that like high IQ where you're confident because you just assume like, I'm so good at what I do. It doesn't Um, matter. Right. Even though you're not actually that good. Like, I feel like they think very highly of themselves and they're not actually that smart. But okay. Exactly. Whatever. Sorry, rearranging here, guys. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> We're currently sitting on a purple rug. We're living in a purple size. room. There's <laughs> a lot of purple going on in this room. It's not an insane asylum. No, nope, we made it just sound surrounded that way. by toys in Stephanie's kids' room. Yep, for sure. Uh, we love you guys so much that we're like, we don't care what we have to do, even if it means sitting on a purple rug in a purple room. So it's actually quite a comfy rug, though. For uh, yeah, it's actually so. not too bad. <laughs> uh, so now, Steph, you get into his uh, when the murders actually start. Okay, so the crazy part of all of this too is that all of his murders took place in less than a year. <gasps> it was like. June of 1979, I want to say. Yeah, June of 1979 to May of 1980. Like, literally 21-plus kids dead in less than a year. And, I guess, just under a year, because it's, like, 11 months. But he goes through... So, the freeway killer, this is how he received his name, is that he literally only targeted hitchhikers. That were right. teenage boys between the ages of 17 and 21. Or just people riding their bikes. Anyone that was like Anyone on, that was the on road a freeway. in general. So, and just so you guys are aware, because I'm sure um, most of you are already serial killer enthusiasts, which is why you listen to our podcast, there are actually two other serial killers that also have the nickname The Freeway Killer. Mm-hmm. And they are not related to William Bonin, but ironically, they were all active in the 70s. So there were three active serial killers in the 70s, and we will get to. The other ones um, at different episodes because they are, you know, notorious serial killers as well. Um, But they all were given the name at some point of the freeway killer. So reason Bonin got that name particular is because most of these men would hitchhike. They said one kid was literally waiting to take a bus to go to Disney. And he convinced him to get in the vehicle with him and then raped him and killed him. And strangulation was his method. And he did, as Ariel said in the beginning, use the boys' clothes. Like their T-shirts was like his... Right. method of strangulation and then he would use a metal pipe to 
push on the neck mm. to, you know, just like really gonna make yeah. sure it's done there. Exactly. He's like, well, I really don't want to get caught again. Right. So. And he also liked to beat them and sodomize them. Yeah. It was, I mean, it's, it was a brutal process right. too. Like they were probably lucky to be murdered at that point. Uh, right. You know what I mean? Like, just like, please just get over Yeah. Like, like if I could just die now, that would be right, super be great. Awesome. Thanks um, so much. Okay. So now we're going to go into his first victim and this victim is super important. And I'll tell you why. His first first victim was Marcus Grabs, who was 17 years old. He was in Newport Beach, California. And he was sodomized, beaten, and actually stabbed 77 times, which is an insanely personal attack. Right. 77 times is insane overkill and just so much effort. So much effort. So much effort. As Aaron and I have told you a million times, we would be terrible Syracuse. Just too lazy. The end. Super lazy. (laughs) Like, that's really what it comes down to. Uh... The reason I say he's super important is because he was actually the only victim who was stabbed right. numerous times. Every other victim died from strangulation. I think there was one that died from bludgeoning. <gasps> but every other victim, strangulation was the main force. So right. to go into this, especially as your first right. victim, and stab them 77 times, it's like, did you... No, so did he say... Angry. I wonder if, like, did he say something to oh, him? To you know what I mean? Really like, angry? to make him really angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and we bring him up as well because... At the time, Bonin actually had an accomplice um, named Vernon Butts. And Vernon Butts actually tagged Marcus Grabs for him, and they tag-teamed him to yeah. rape, sodomize, and kill him. I just want to know, how did this conversation play out? Yeah, you're like, hey, so do you like murderers? <laughs> right. Um, no, sorry, sorry. Do you like to murder? Right. And right. you want to help me? And he was like, oh my god, yes! He's like, you know, I'm I've been waiting. Super waiting. <laughs> <laughs> like... And it's not just like, again, yeah, how do these conversations, because you do listen to these people who are having conversations, and obviously you become accomplice some way. It's not like some guy standing there, then you're like, accomplice, or you die too. Oh, and they're right. like, well, I guess accomplice. It's like, you have to genuinely believe in what right. the other person's doing exactly. to be so okay with like helping to stab someone 77 times. Right. And Butts ends up being involved in two other murders in addition to the first murder. Yeah. So the second murder was Donald Hyden, and he was 15 years old, and he was near the Gay Community Services Center in L.A. He was also sodomized, and it appears that they attempted to cut his testicles off. Ha, ha, ha. Oh. Which you know is, what? come on now. Thank and you. slash his throat. So his nude body was found later that morning, which was on, on like, an off-ramp of the Ventura Highway. He had been strangled and stabbed as well not 77 times though right and did actually die from the strangulation not the stab right but oh my gosh can you imagine like i'd literally be like are you cutting my balls off right now? i know right? what it's not enough that you are strangling me and, and raping me, me and sodomizing <laughs> me but now you want my balls i'm like what do you do if you keep do you keep them is he gonna I put know. them in a jar <gasps> Oh, cannibalism. Ew, I know. I feel like so many serial killers do that. So he was another one. And as we stated, uh, Butts was also a part of that. And that happened in August uh, 27th of 79. So literally less than a month later. Yeah, he really doesn't. They were already on down, huh? round two. And then we go on to the third victim that Butts was a part of. And that was in September 9th. So again, not even 10 days later. Right? Um, David Marillo, who was 17, was actually riding his bike. And Bonin and Butts abducted him, um, bashed his head in with a tire iron, sodomized him, and then strangled him. His nude body was found in the same off-ramp three days later. Three days later. So uh, within a week, 
They're finding, I'm assuming police are finding two naked bodies. Well, so, yeah, in a week, yep. Like, that's, which, again, just so much, like, so much. So much work, and then just so much anger. So, it seems there were definitely a few quotes he stated um, before he was given the lethal injection that he talked about, basically, how he was uh, not upset about, like, what he did. Oh. And he was like, I mean, he, no one of his quotes was literally, if you are going to kill someone, you need to know where you're going to put the body before you even choose the victim. Like, straight up, he was like, oh. <laughs> I obviously knew what I was going to do with them before I even knew who it was. And I was like, but you literally dumped him in a main area. <laughs> so did you? <laughs> right. Exactly. Was, was that your plan? Because <laughs> I'm just unsure. That doesn't And seem how like does it take him a year to get caught? That's what I want to know. Yeah, seriously. Driving around in a creepy rape van with some other, like, 17-year-old kid just raping and killing people, but okay. Yeah, so he's actually driving a Ford. I don't I don't know if you guys care about that, but it was everywhere, so <laughs> I Apparently, <felt> Stephanie cares. <laughs> I will never drive a Ford now. No, I'm just kidding. It's fine. I mean, I don't, but right. apparently not. You wouldn't anyways, but... Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. So, that was basically his main three victims, and we're not going to go through all his victims because he had so many. We'd be here all day. And we'd be here all day. Not that we wouldn't love that, but I'm pretty sure our husbands would get eventually upset that we've just right. to <laughs> talk about serial killers for hours and hours and hours, even though it's secretly our dream, which right. is fine. So, I do want to go over, before we keep moving forward into more of his getting caught and arrest, is that he actually did have three other accomplices. Oh, my God. So, I think it worries me more that this many people were super cool with this yes, situation. right. They were like, oh, so, we're so in. <laughs> like, oh, okay. So, one of his accomplices, obviously, we said it, we stated was Vernon Butts, who we just spoke about. He actually hung himself awaiting trial. So they, he did get arrested, obviously, and he was like, you know what, I'm like not going to do this, and just hung himself in his jail cell. There was also James Monroe, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, Bonham was actually his boss and landlord, Ooh. if I read this correctly. And he only, he like basically went to Bonham's apartment, helped him kill like one, I want to say he helped him kill more than that, but it said they helped him kill he helped kill one. So he confessed to one of the murders. And was like, okay. yo, guys, I'm real sorry. I helped him with one. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> so I just want you to know. But, like, it's cool. It's cool. And they were like, cool, you're going to get 15 to life. And he was right. like, cool. So that's what happened to him. And then his last accomplice, uh, oh, I'm sorry, his third one, Gregory Miley, uh, he was actually attacked in prison and died from his injuries. So basically he got attacked in prison. They took him to, like, the infirmary but not the hospital infirmary. It was like the... Oh, just in the prison? Yes, like, exactly. Yeah. So in the prison infirmary, I want to say they brought him to the hospital. He seemed okay. They put him back into the prison infirmary because he seemed to be healing. Ah. And then he literally just went unconscious and croaked. What if he had they like rushed him back to the hospital again right. and he had died. So he didn't make it. And then the last accomplice, who's honestly the most important... The most important, Is guys. William, I want to say... Hugh... Pu, Pew, Po. <laughs> I think it's, it's Pew. It's P-U-G-H. So William yeah, Pew, like Pew. And he confessed to what he basically went to the cops and confessed to witnessing one of the murders. So he was like, I was not a part of this. But I Wait, no. He didn't go to the cops. He was arrested. Oh yes, on a different crime. On co- totally unrelated charges, I think auto theft. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, because So I stole a car, but way more important. <laughs> 
There's a serial killer. Which, again, I have to say, like, that seems pretty common as well. Like, I'm just going to roll over because... I love how he says he has inside knowledge. Because you were an accomplice. Of course you have inside knowledge. But then he's like, I didn't have it, though. I was just there. Uh, right? okay. Okay. I didn't it's not as bad. <laughs> I just witnessed it and did nothing to stop it. So I'm clearly a fine, oh, decent human God. being. So, yeah. Sorry. Thank you for correcting me. I knew I read that one wrong. So he told the police... You know, that he uh, witnessed one of the murders, and the police actually then put Bonin on surveillance. And that is ultimately what ended up catching him. Um, they put him on surveillance and watched him go forward and sodomize. He got caught sodomizing 17-year-olds. So right. they, like, watched him and, like, went, and he was literally sodomizing. Can you imagine, like, what you do? What do you say? It's not, it doesn't look good. It's I not swear. what it looks like. It's not what it looks like. <laughs> it's, a, it's, like, a totally different situation. Yeah. So that is how he got caught. So now we'll go into like his arrest and mm. all that fun stuff. So I actually found a super interesting fact about this whole situation. So when he originally was arrested and they asked him like, oh, you know, confess, whatever. And he was like, I did not do this. Y'all are crazy. And <laughs> right. I guess he continued to stick to that story until he was in trial one day. And one of the parents was like, one of the parents of the victims was like, that's our kid. Like, where is he buried? Like, we want right. to know. Give we can't find the body. And he literally was like, so I actually killed, like, 41 people. Oh like, God. dead serious. He was like, so I actually actually killed a bunch Remember of people. Remember how I said I did nothing and I was totally innocent? <laughs> Maybe a slight so, exaggeration. Not, yeah. like, 100% innocent. I may or may not have killed 41 different people. Yeah, so I guess that he basically felt guilt for the parents. So, which is, again, really very weird because he has... A lot of random spurts of, like, yeah, like clarity. Yeah, kind of a human. Yeah, a and then he's like, oh, just kidding, just kidding. Kill them 400 times, right. cut their balls off. Probably because he knows what it was like to be a kid whose parents, like, like he was But his like, parents wow. didn't care about him. No, but that's the thing. Is he was like, wow, oh. my parents suck and didn't care about me. Look at these parents. They actually care. Yeah, I like, mean, they I, want this to know is totally just speculation. I have no idea what was going on in his head, but I'm kind of just wondering if maybe that was the deal. Yeah, so... He, oh, sorry, not 41, 14. I knew I backed it up because he got but I thought that there convicted. Was a- there was a bunch, but he only got convicted for 14, which means he, oh, right, he yeah. only was like, <laughs> so as, right. as we've stated with every other serial killer we have discussed, yeah. they always have more victims, but it's A, they say it's very similar. We're unsure if it was actually this guy, but, you know, it fits, but like we can't make it fit right. enough where we could convict him. So super weird that he was like, <laughs> Yo, I'm super sorry, parents. Right. This is actually where your kid is. And by the way, these are all the other people I killed. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Bye. So that was a crazy part. Also weird that they couldn't find all the bodies because... He literally dumped them on the side of the highway. Like, on the side of the highway. He put no effort into hiding. None at all. So that's a little weird, but... Super weird. Okay. And we should note, Bonin had an IQ of 121. And... Another genius. Gregory Miley, who was the accomplice that was attacked in prison and died from his injuries, only had an IQ of 56. (gasps) So he was like, "Ooh, so I wonder, were a lot of I like we don't know about his other accomplices. Were they in some way like disabled mentally that they So I don't think William Ho was because the I couldn't find any information about his IQ. Okay. And I feel like because um, Gregory Miley's was so low, that's why right. I could find they it everywhere. To stress it. Yeah, and so they wanted to stress basically that he he was like, oh, this guy was so special. Right. And obviously, I mean, when you have an IQ that's so low and someone takes... Advantage of it? Advantage of it. Or even just takes interest in you, you're yeah. gonna click to that person. Right. And you just want, like, a lot of times you just want to have a friend. Yeah. It doesn't... I mean, you're my only friend, so... I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> no one so. wants to be friends with you. 
<laughs> um, so JK. when he got caught, <laughs> you're hilarious. <laughs> so actually, when he got caught, just so you guys know, another fun fact. And just know when we say fun fact, we know they're not actually fun. We're right. just terrible at offering real fun facts. <laughs> um, serial killer. Right. So if you guys hear that, I apologize. It is my dog trying to go under the bed looking for <laughs> I think there's a piece of candy under there love for my kids and Freya's gonna get that. One candy. day we will not be recording with children and dogs everywhere, I promise. Yeah. We're working our way up. So download right. for us. So right. we can please download can so that we can get record out of this somewhere hole. silent. That would be wonderful. Um one of the biggest things I do want to point out is when the police actually caught him, there was a scrapbook in his board of all of the clippings about the freeway killer. I can't. <laughs> Thanks, Freya. Um, literally had clippings. So every newspaper clipping and whatever that was out there, he had in a scrapbook. Like, yeah. super proud of his accomplishments, right. naturally. And again, that's why you get so confused about this guilt not guilt, because sometimes he's like, I hear your feelings. I'm super sorry. I'm going to let you go. And then he's like, stop, stop, stop. Thanks for your penis. Yeah. And I'm like, Thanks for your. <laughs> this escalated so quickly. I wasn't prepared. Oh my god. So, uh, all right, let's talk about uh, his conviction and how this lovely individual died. Oh yeah. Oh me? Yeah yeah. Oh sorry. <laughs> you said it. Uh, sorry. I just thought you were taking the taking oh, the ball on that. No, one. but now I am. Okay. okay. Word word word. <laughs> all right. So Bond was actually handed two death row sentences, which, like we stated in the beginning of the podcast, uh, he was the first person in California to be killed by lethal injection. Yeah. Uh, so while he was only convicted of 14 murders, like we said, it was believed that there were several more upwards of like between 20 and 40 different people. Uh, so his ex- he was executed on February 23rd, 1996 in San Quentin State Prison. Um, and so the warden actually gave the order to begin execution at 12.09 a.m. And by 12.13, he was dead. Gone. Dead as a door. And you know what? Sometimes it almost makes you upset because he, like, brutally murdered these people and, like, right. drag it out. And then in, like, five minutes, they're like, rest in peace, motherfucker. I know. Sometimes I think the whole, like, eye for an eye thing would be fun. But then who would actually be like, me, me, me. Just us. I want to sodomize and beat this guy until he's dead. This is why we're each other's only friends. I know. Because so, we're like, obviously. Um, so before he did die from lethal injection, oh, he, some- he used to call his survivors and tell them that when he got out, he was going to kill them. I watched like a news special. Oh, and the guy was like, me he called me from it. prison. And like, obviously, you know, prison phone calls are, are recorded. recorded. You dumb ass. But, but he you probably like hired Because none of them sentence. care. I know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> none of them. And he's like, even if I get out, I mean, obviously, I could be like, <laughs> I was joking, prank calls, guys. Hello. So, yeah, but you know what I also think is so strange, and this I noticed this in several different articles and YouTube videos that it says, <laughs> I quote, he spent his last day visiting with friends. This, <laughs> who, who, I'm sorry, who are these friends? Why, why are you friends? Why with does him? he have more friends than we do? Right. <laughs> this is completely. Unfair. People are like, oh my god, I'm totally gonna come hang out with you before you get killed. You're like, oh my god, what? Let's have can a we party. have tea? Like, what is happening here? Oh, and this is also where we have to know because I found this super fun fact oh in this gosh, big book, yes. in, big book of serial killers I have, is that his final meal was two large pepperoni and sausage pizzas, three pints of coffee ice cream, <laughs> and three six packs of Coca Cola. So, question Jeez. number one: Did you drink eighteen cans of Coca Cola? How did you do that? How did that not kill you? That's yeah. what I want to know. Maybe that's why he died so quickly. His body was like, I give up. All right. It wasn't even the lethal injection. Right. It was the Coca-Cola the that Coca-Cola. killed him. And then it's like, so when you ask for these things, do they literally be like, yeah, here's 15 pizzas for you one man? Like, I, I don't understand. They do. 
I'm pretty sure I also like, get last super salty that whatever. like they get a last meal. Thank you. I really Why don't do you think get you deserve that? a last no, meal? No, you you literally no. stop. Here's some bread and, and water. Bye. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no thanks. He doesn't deserve pizza. And also, how can he eat two large pizzas and three pints of ice cream? Yeah. If you guys don't know what coffee ice cream is, you should. Oh my try god, it are there people that don't have coffee ice cream? I mean, there's. I mean, yeah, that's is it probably. like coffee milk? No, coffee milk is an us thing. Oh. If okay. you are not from here, which we know most of you are not, we actually have really cool statistics for our podcast that tell us that people all over the world are listening to our podcast. So hi, Sweden! Please, Woo-hoo. please keep listening. We're really loving it. Um, coffee milk is like chocolate milk, but in Rhode Island we have syrup. That's coffee syrup versus like. Hershey says chocolate syrup. Rhode Island has their own coffee syrup. So awesome. if you reach out to us on the Facebook page, yes, we will send you like, some I will coffee send syrup. you a bottle of coffee syrup. Yes. And then you can just be thankful for the addiction we are giving you because yes. it's delicious. So again, mind blowing though. This is so much food. So and do you much. eat by yourself? Was this for the friends? friends? <laughs> <laughs> do your friends get to come and enjoy your last meal? Right. So How does that work? <laughs> Like, and I just, I feel like also I'm really poor at decision making. I have no idea what my last meal would be. I love so right? many things. I was thinking like, about that. I'm like, oh Does God. my husband get to make it? I don't understand because I really like his cooking. Right. So do I have to choose? Or we should have to figure like, it out before we become serial killers. Yeah, naturally. Note to self. Note, Note to, to self. self. <laughs> and like, can we die on the same day and share our end meal? Right. We could share. Yeah. I'm down with that. <laughs> um, but then I'm like, do I want the most expensive thing? Like, do I want, like, crab legs? And I know. Lobster? <laughs> or am I going to be normal like this dude and be like, I want some ice cream and pizza like right. every normal person's dream. Or For pasta. some reason, mac and cheese is really calling to me. Oh, yeah. It's such a comfort food. I mean, before right. dying, you want to be comfortable. And definitely like, chocolate, right? You'd have to have chocolate. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I agree 100%. So, yeah, that is William Bonner in a nutshell. And actually, I did want to point out that he did meet another serial killer in prison called Randy Kraft. And Randy Kraft actually was also one of the other uh, serial killers in the same time frame in the 70s in California that was given the nickname the freeway killer. In my head, I'm just picturing their meeting like, oh, hey, like, you know, I kill people. Oh my God, shut up, you two. <gasps> and then, so do I. Okay, so I know obviously we're basing a lot of our thoughts here on TV, which probably isn't, you know, the most exciting. Right. Uh, and so the last thing I want to point out is that there was another serial killer in prison at the time, which, I mean, I'm sure there were a bunch, but sure. this one matters significantly. His name was Randy Kraft. He was actually another one of the serial killers that was active in California in the 70s and given the nickname The Freeway Killer. Oh, see, I didn't know he was given that nickname as well. Yes. <gasps> oh. So he was also given it because, uh, and oh. we're actually not even going to talk about it because our next episode yes. is going to dive into Randy Kraft. But again. Because they're like BFFs. Do you think in the prison they put all the serial killers together? Like, you know how it's like... Yeah, right. How does like, that oh, work? well, this is the serial killer ward. Right. <laughs> I don't know how that works. No. So if anyone does, you can let us know. Um, just curious as to, like, how they met. I mean, obviously, and, like, I'm assuming they they're not share on... cell? Was it that, like, intimate? Or... Was yeah, because generally when you're, like, like, in the mess hall, and again, we're basing all of our findings on TV shows we right. so please, if we're off, please feel free to let right, us know. because we 100% probably are. But you have to think, too, is it, did you, they just, like, sit down next to each other to eat one day and be and like, like, so, what are you in for, yo, man? heard you kill some right. boys. I did, too. Same-sies. <laughs> Same-sies. So, just very interesting. So, our yeah. next episode, um, actually, as you know, will be Randy Kraft, because yes. we thought that was a great segue. Him and Bonin actually got super close 
from what we know while they were in the prison, which yeah. is again why we're hoping that when we dive into Craft, we might get some more maybe a little more information and knowledge on that. Yeah. So just sure. kind of crazy though that, and it wasn't even just oh another serial killer, it was another serial killer with the same nickname at the oh, same wow. time, also killing people at the same time. Yeah. So I wonder if like maybe it took them longer to find Bonin because they thought maybe it was this guy. <gasps> oh yes, or maybe some of their victims got. Mi- oh yeah, there's so so many questions. We're not gonna get into it though because yes. then we're gonna be here all day. Exactly. So guys. Like us, rate us, follow us, subscribe, all of the above. Please, please, please. We also love input. If there's something you don't like, something you do like, please let us know. Post on Facebook, We Instagram. have an email as well. We also have an email. It's SerialKillersCafe at gmail.com. So super easy. Um, and then actually what we're going to start doing next week is because we added the cafe part because we're always drinking fun, exciting, yes. different coffees and teas and stuff like that. So starting next week, we are going to share with you guys what we're drinking. Right, because we can, always have something. Yeah. And I'm always like, yes, I need to talk about this. And then I forget. So we're going to make sure we start adding that. And you Remind guys can us. let us know as well. Maybe if you have some really killer recommendations on For teas, because we teas. love teas. Yes. yes um, I'm a big David's tea mm. person. They have about a million different flavors. And the closest one is like an hour from here, yes. which makes me very sad. So we're going to start adding that in, though. So we hope you can join us um, for that you know, as well. That would be awesome. So, again, thank you so much for listening. We are super excited. Everyone have a happy Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, Because that's happy tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving so tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. That's my favorite holiday ever. I'm mm. all about the thanks and the sides. Yeah. I'm not here for the turkey. I'm here for all the sides. <laughs> so, have a happy Wednesday, a good Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving weekend, and shopping if you do all that fun, fandangled stuff. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. And we will see you next week. All right, have a great one, guys. Bye.